shouldn't get high before this. You absolutely should get high before this. You're so much more charming. Hey, I man, you know I got a job I got to get to, man. <laughs> Welcome to episode 0, zero, 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 zero 4. Yeah, better just get out of here. Of the of the motherfucking ruckus, the motherfucking podcast. This is Aaron Howell, lead vocals. I'm Tony, just an everyday guy. Just, <laughs> just just one for the books. You're you're more than an everyday guy. I mean, you're in my heart every single day, if that's what you mean by an everyday guy. Yeah. Hi, I'm Tony. Nice to see you all. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, man, four episodes. We're actually like consistently showing up. I think this might have become a habit now. Um, I'd like to send a shout out to all the people who've been listening to the podcast it's the numbers have just been spiking out of control we've been getting an overwhelming response i i, I the the term overnight success <laughs> is thrown around quite often these it days it is going to get thrown around right now <laughs> but yeah. thank you guys for listening and uh thank you for telling a friend yeah thank you for telling a friend <coughs> uh, a lot of people have been telling their friends i assume I assume, because my friends are telling me. <laughs> I'm also not basing this on any information. Like, I okay, let's be clear. I haven't seen any data which suggests that anybody is listening to us. And I kind of like it that way. I have the data that comes through my text messages. That's about it. So that says, hey, I heard it. Oh, yeah. Way to go. That's it. People yeah. going. So, so there's probably like four relatives apiece listening to this. And, I, and that's fine. I want to keep it that way. You got four relatives listening to this? Well, relatively speaking. Relative. <laughs> okay. No, but but do you remember when we went to do the second one and you actually found out that people were listening to the podcast and that kind of like put you nervous. on the spot and, yeah, and totally. made you nervous? I think I relaxed more since then. Yeah. But that's, that second episode I was, I was like, oh man, I can't believe it. Somebody told me they were listening. Yeah, nobody's listening to this. Yeah, but we can so, say whatever so, we want. So by the third episode, I was like, "Wait a minute, nobody's actually listening to this. Just a few people." I'm the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's get drunk and beat up some midgets. <laughs> <laughs> we can say whatever we want. It's yeah. an echo chamber. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. So, uh, how how was your week, Tony? Uh, week was all right. I guess you know. Did it's you watch about, the Super Bowl? It was all about the weekend, brother. Did you watch the Super Bowl? Hell yeah. What did you think? I think I won $10. What'd you win $10? Oh, just playing cards? Yeah, I did the uh, scratch-off card deal, you know? So explain that for people who don't know what it is. It's uh, something I got from my buddies Matula at Matula Plumbing Company in Chicago. One of our, our only sponsor. Yeah, our biggest sponsor. Our biggest sponsor, for sure. But, uh, yeah, they always do these scratch-off cards, and it's uh, it's a strip of cards. or It's, a, it's basically one card, and you have scratch-off, which has the number 0 through 9, and uh, you buy one of the numbers, and at the end of the quarter, you take the combined scores, and you take the last digit of the combined scores, and if that matches your number, you get the pot. So you win, you win a dollar per quarter? Is that what it is? No, no, no. Like, say, say you put a dollar in. Okay. Okay? You bought one number for one dollar. So if that your number came up, there's ten other people who did it, or nine other people who did it, so you would get ten dollars. Oh, okay. If you do a hundred dollars each line, it's a thousand dollars for the pot. So did you come out? Did you come out ten dollars ahead? Yeah. Like was ten dollars your won, net? Me and Laura won fifty bucks, but it took us twenty bucks to get in a piece. So you netted ten dollars. Exactly. Just for watching a football game. For bugging a lot of people to say, "Hey, you want to play this fucking gambling game?" Dude, you you made like five dollars an hour. <sighs> Actually, less than that. Less yeah. than that. You made two fifty an hour, but you but sure I, had a good time. I had a good time. I uh, brought some wings over. Jesse made some green chili, and uh, Jerry's showed off his new place. He's got a pretty cool recording studio downstairs. That's Jesse Ty, our drummer's wife, by the way. Hi, Jesse. She doesn't listen to podcasts. She ain't listening to this. And that's Jerry, as in Jerry Cass, our uh, our former rhythm guitar player, who we're gonna hear some stuff from a little later on in the show. Uh, yeah, the commentary's got him on it. Yeah, it sure does. Uh, we got a good show for you today. Um, let's see. What else What else is going on in the world? What else happened this week? The Super Bowl, and we're not even going to really talk about the riots because everybody's talking about those at nauseam. I saw, I saw a couple uh, videos. 
It was pretty Did neat. you? Yeah, it was pretty neat. It's kind of, it's kind of what I expected. Yeah, it's exactly what I expected. You know, it's, it's fucking Philly, man. <laughs> but I did expect the Patriots to win. Actually, when it was the fourth quarter and they were up by one point, me and Ty just looked at each other and said, oh, that's weird. Fourth quarter and the Patriots are winning. We didn't see that coming. Yeah, yeah. It was an exciting game, man. Did and you it watch was, it? It was really... Okay, so here's the thing. Did you get to watch it? <laughs> the bar where I work, all the TVs, and you've seen this. I work at the Monkey Barrel, 44th and Tejon, uh, here in Denver. What a shameless plug. Yeah, up in Sunnyside. No longer serving Carboni sandwiches, but we do still have Nintendo 64. Anyway, anyway. Actually, that bar's pretty they have, they have TVs all over the place, right? But the TVs behind the bar are, like, back behind me. Yeah. So if I wanted to watch the game, I had to turn around and watch the game, right? Yep. But since I was working most of the shift, I watched people watch the Super Bowl. And that was more entertaining than watching the actual Super Bowl. I got to do that same thing and watch people watch the Blackhawks win the Stanley Cup. Oh, okay. What was that like? I also watched people watch the Cubs win the World Series. That's pretty cool. In Chicago, right? Chicago. That's I mean, cool. I, it was it was on the TVs around as well um, when I was bartending, but um, really just watching the people get progressively just more hammered and more emotional and then just explode with joy. See, so you got to see an incredibly joyous experience. Like, I got to see, I got to see maybe 10 lukewarm only because they hate the Patriots oh, so yeah. much, Philly fans. That was and the then, entire, that was Jerry's entire house, especially Jerry. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah. And then it was and then it was four diehard Pats fans, just like getting progressively more and more upset. Like I swear, <laughs> this this dude Donnie who works in the kitchen. I swear to God, like he almost had a stroke. I saw his arm curl up and like his lip did this like rictus thing where he got kind of like just the stress from watching that game. And we got to see Tom Brady uh, almost cry. He came pretty close to crying. It's hard to cry with that many Super Bowl rings. Yeah. And he's going to go cry himself to sleep on his beautiful supermodel wife's vagina. I imagine that's going to be his plan. Uh, so yeah, Super Bowl, cool. Yeah, that's what that's that's why I brought those cards over to gamble on it because I yeah. really didn't care who was going to win or lose. Kind of wanted the Patriots to lose, so it doesn't really matter. I also kind of wanted the Patriots to win because you know having a team that's going to ha- have that next level, that next record to be broke. You know. Oh, that would break that would break a record that for would, them if they yeah. had won. See, yeah. I didn't know that. The, yeah, that would have been cool to see too. Uh, just just to set that bar so that the Bears can come destroy it one of these years. The Bears won the, uh, went to the Super Bowl the year you were born, right? That's like the last time. That's, when, that's the last time they won it. The last time they won it was the year you were born. Yeah. Well, technically in '86, but yeah. Man. See, I was I was alive during the season, I guess. And they we still talk about it. Everybody in Chicago, the '85 Bears, man. Bears are some loyal fans, yeah. man. That's but, a long uh, time. What was weird is last night on the Super Bowl. Did you watch the halftime show at all? Yeah, I did. All right. So the halftime show had Justin Timberlake, and he did this thing on Prince, right? Right. They basically showed a rerun of the Bears Super Bowl because Prince played the halftime show for the Bears Super Bowl in uh, 2006, I want to say. Do you think it's an omen? That that the Bears are going to like be the next Super Bowl champions? No. <laughs> we, no. We, we lost that game. No. No, I mean, oh, you lost that Yeah, game. we lost that game. That was in 2006. Uh, I don't know much about sports. Yeah, but, but yeah, Prince did the halftime show, and it was incredible. Yeah. He like, played in the rain and shit. It was it was it was epic, you know. I've heard I've and heard a bunch last, of people last night. That. You know, they they're doing the the Justin Timberlake's doing the Prince segment of his halftime show, and just this giant sheep flies up behind him, and it's Prince, you know, hologrammed on, on projected onto it, mm-hmm. and then after after he's projected onto it, it goes to the shot from him at the Super Bowl where he was basically a giant shadow, right? And he's playing his guitar that is shaped like the. Artist for Oh, I missed that. That's really cool. And in that shadow, he plays sideways with his body completely sideways, but his guitar still facing the audience as a shadow. Now, mind you, if you, if you can picture that in your head, if you, ju- <laughs> if you blow that up to 100 feet, that it just looked like Prince was stroking a giant wang and he had a big old round booty. Which he pretty much was in his entire career was just, hey, everybody, check this out. Woo! Don't I ooze sex. You fucking, uh... Uh... Oh, dude. 
I just totally brain farted because I'm high as shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll be right back after no, this no, commercial no, no, break. No, I got this. I got this. I got this. I'll cut this out in here in a minute. Uh, Futile gesture? Yeah, I was going to... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this week, I watched a movie per your recommendation, which was the National Lampoon's movie with, with Will Forte and all the people like playing... What what was the name of the movie? A I can't remember. A something in futile gesture. A stupid and futile a, gesture. A, a stupid and futile gesture. The story of na- the National Lampoon magazine. And I had only watched the first half of the documentary, so I had no idea that Doug Kenny died. Like I didn't know that about. <laughs> Big the- surprise came, huh? Yeah. So when I saw, I was confused because I I didn't know that the guy the narrator of the movie was not him. Yeah, it's Martin Mull. Well, see, you knew who the actor was. I had no idea, and I was like, watching it, and I go, wait a minute, I thought he committed suicide. Yeah. Maybe I'm I'm thinking of, like, his writing partner or something like that, you know? And uh, then at the the end of the movie, when they show his shoes next to the cliff, you know, (laughs) it's like, yeah, I'm dead. I was like, oh, I fucking knew it. That was an interesting choice. Maybe Maybe they were planning on people like me being the average watcher. You know, people who had no idea that Doug Kenny died in 1980. Yeah, I thought that was a, a great part of the movie. Yeah. A, a very small underlying part that was just like a, a thing at the end, but but it was just like, I thought it was really well done. Dude, that movie upset me. <laughs> like, I went to bed, look, okay, yeah. let's, let's be real here for a second. There have been, like, I understand his mental state, like being yes, a creator, yes, you know what you I mean? Do. Like being a creator and being to especially being all in the the point and trying you, to and trying to explain to your friends that trust me it'll be fun yeah 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 and I'm keeping wa- that 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 group together and when people start trying to pry it away from you you're like no yeah. fuck you you know you, yeah there was there was a lot of that that I that really resonated with me I can and see that a, a big a big part of it was how much like. He had of himself tied up in his creations. Like he was pretty high on the narcissistic, you know, scale for yeah, sure. That and cocaine. But, and and cocaine. He was high on the cocaine scale too. And and you know, depending on who you ask, I'm pretty advanced up the continuum myself. And you know, obviously, I did not create something as as huge as any of the stuff he created. And obviously, I was nowhere near as prolific as uh as as he was and I didn't have the pressures that he had from being in Hollywood in the 1970s but I really like man I felt that dude's pain and then at the end I since I didn't know he died and at the end I see that you know he dies under these mysterious circumstances it's not where that mysterious no he killed he he probably killed himself maybe like, it's possible. I like the Harold Ramis quote when he's like, he uh, he fell when he was looking for a place to jump or something like that. <laughs> I like what Chevy Chase said. He goes, I was with him a couple of days ago, and I think he just got high and fell off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a little underlying, uh, under, underline that, uh, that, you know, they're panning through the funeral, and it's like him and Belushi or him and Bill Murray or something like that talking. Yeah, and yeah. It's just like, or there was Gil, a few Gil, different Gil, Gil Redner was uh, uh, hanging out with him, I guess, and he's just like, yeah, I was I was there a couple days ago, and I'm, I'm sure of it. He just got high and fell off. I made a mistake. I think what the main takeaway that I took from that movie is like that guy what was successful. He was at a level of success that creators, artists like you and me, could only dream of, right? And he still faced that doubt he still faced that thing where like being the center of attention and maintaining his time in the spot after animal house trying to like maintain that yeah like he got to a level of success that we only dream of and he was still anxious and depressed and insecure and unhappy you know what i mean and so yeah but in the movie you got a three three million dollar check too well but what well yeah no the three million dollar check was for um for National Lampoon's what, magazine. Was when National Lampoon's magazine got sold. So he's 
Yeah, when they bought him out, when the the publisher bought. I, him I out. think I think the deal was uh, what, what was the magazine? Was it Weight Watchers or Better Home? Yeah, Gardens? Weight Watchers right, so was their publisher. They, they made the contract so that um, the, the publisher will publish the magazine, and in five years they have to buy out according to a percentage of their right. sales, and they right. were hugely successful. So they couldn't. They, that guy didn't. I don't know if he couldn't pay. Yeah, clearly he did because Weight Watchers. Oh yeah, still he, he paid him. What what the, the point that I'm making though. The point that I'm making is, even at his level of success, he still had the anxiety, the depression, the insecurity, the like, the pressure to feel like he, you know, he needed to do the next big thing, and 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 the insecurity of like, you know, all my my creations are nothing. Like even at that high level of success, he had an experience that I think a lot of people at our level, um, and all. All levels up and down the continuum of you know whatever you would call the success ladder are feeling those experiences from time to time and he chose to end his life or maybe fell right and at the end of his life what do you think fell his, I think he probably killed himself mm. I think that's very likely if not if not de- deliberately um, you know sometimes we do things on accident because we don't have the courage to consciously do them deliberately, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? Sometimes accidents happen because we want them to happen. Hmm. So either way, he wasn't in a really great emotional state, right? I'll, agree, agree, that. I'll, agree, I'll agree with that. So uh, I think it's important to remember, and a big thing that I took away from that is the true measurements of success are the relationships that you build while you are trying to bring something of yourself into the world you know had he maybe been a bit more focused on the people in his life the people that were actually there rather than trying to create this legacy and trying to match himself and trying to obtain these levels of success that weren't bringing him happiness you know what i mean maybe he would have lived longer maybe his drug problem wouldn't have gotten so out of hand and i don't know it was just I saw it, I went to bed where that movie, that movie got to me. It kept me up for a little bit, hmm. you know. I really identified with that experience. So anyway, it's, uh, it's called a... A stupid and a futile... A stupid and futile gesture. It's, um, it's on Netflix right now. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it. it's a biopic on the invention of National Lampoon's magazine and Doug Kenny who created Animal House and Caddyshack and... And uh, all that other stuff. It's he, on Netflix. He killed right himself now. right after Caddyshack came out because he hated the movie. And and I did a little research on Wikipedia, and it turned out that it did get some criticism from the press. Yeah, like it 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 was and the narrator at the end. He goes, "Don't worry, they you know people love Caddyshack eventually." Yeah, he's like for for whatever. Uh, he's, he <laughs> Martin Mull, who was supposed to play you know spoiler alert Martin Mull, who was supposed to play what. Kenny, or what Doug Kenny would have looked like had he not died. He's supposed to be the you know fictional older version of himself. He says, he says, well, for whatever it's worth, uh, people actually ended up really liking Caddyshack yeah. to an annoying degree. In fact, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, check that movie out if you get a chance. It's a good one. Uh, what else we got? Oh, uh, I wanted to cover this. Because this uh, this was something interesting that came out uh, this last week. Um, Reed Brummer from uh, formerly of Speedwolf and Poison Rights. How do you say his last name? I thought, it's, I thought it's Brumner. Brumner. Oh, Brumner. I don't know if I've ever. I think it's. I've always just heard him say Reed Brummer. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Reed Brummer. Reed Reed Brumner from uh, from Speedwolf and Poison Rights. Uh, had an article in DDC and, and DDC can't forget DDC. Yeah, he had a, a article published or an interview um, published this week in uh, in the Noisy Blog, which uh, for those of you who don't know is uh, put out by Vice Magazine and Vice.com. Um, so this was on Noisy.com and it was about Reed's experience uh, getting priced out of Denver. And it's a it's a really good read about uh, his experience with the medical marijuana or the sorry the legal marijuana um, changes here in Colorado and uh, how the cost of living is skyrocketed and um, and I gave it a read and 
man, it's a, it's a really good read. Yeah? Yeah. So I recommend that. Check that out. Uh, let's get on to some news about our stuff. It's time for motherfucking news. Let's see what's coming up. Uh, first of all, the Chicago show has been officially announced. Yeah. It is on. Uh, we will be playing March 3rd at uh, the Livewire Lounge in Chicago. Yes. Uh, for Evan from Turbo Yugen Chicago's 40th birthday. Man, that's going to be a blast. It's going to be a rager. And, and it's going to be open for everybody. It's going to be yeah, open everybody. It's, it's open to the public. And the best part about it, no cover. Um, it's going to be a free show. Um, they are taking donations at the door to help with the cost of uh, performers and uh, uh, the cost of the promotional expenses and stuff like that. But, uh, but if you want to show up and not give them anything, you can do that too. Just come down, hang out, party, drink beers. Uh, buy a beer. Yeah, buy a beer buy at a the beer. very least. Buy a beer for Evan at the very least. There you go. Yeah, uh, so that is going to be a, um, a very, very, very fun show. Again, that's March 3rd, Livewire Lounge. There's going to be burlesque. There's going to be some more bands um, announced very soon, so stay tuned for that. Yeah, that's going to be cool. We also have this weekend coming up. We have uh, our recording... And filming at Evergroove. Yeah, this weekend we are uh, we're gonna load in Friday night and spend Saturday day um, filming some new content for our YouTube channel. Uh, we're going to do sixteen. What's the name of it? Uh, our YouTube channel. Yeah, it's MF Ruckus TV. Search MF oh, Ruckus TV yeah. on YouTube or go to YouTube.com/slash/MFRuckusTV and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We put out a new video every week. Um, We've got, uh, we just finished a series actually today. Uh, we finished with the series of um, songs from our tour kickoff back in September. So, uh, last video, Overkill, put it up today. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we do a new video every week. Um, we're going into the studio this weekend to work on the next series of videos that we have. Uh, we're going in, we're doing 16 songs, we're doing a bunch of left field covers, we're doing some brand new stuff that we've never even recorded live, uh, we're doing some songs by some friends of ours, and we're doing some old stuff from like way back in the day, way, way, way back in the day. We're opening up the vault, and uh, we're bringing some stuff from the depths, more like a mausoleum than a vault, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Old stuff. Uh, so that's going to be a fun. loosely covered grave. We're uncovering a loosely covered <laughs> grave. A shallow grave. It's like when you watch Forensic Files and like there's the lady and it's like, and Kimberly's hand was sticking out <laughs> from the pile of. Li- Dude, I watch a lot of Forensic Files by the way. <laughs> Sarah and I watch Forensic Files pretty much every night, and one of my favorite thing is uh, impersonating uh, Peter Thomas, the, like a narrator. But the forensic evidence spoke otherwise. <laughs> the rifling on the bullet matched nice. Ken Wilberson's gun. What else we got going on? Uh, uh, yeah. We got the onesies. Oh, yeah. Brand new onesies. Man, these are adorable. So uh, we've been, our buddy... Tim Pearson from uh, Everett, Washington. He's run the door at. Hey, Tony, Timmy. He's run the door at Tony B's Garage uh, in Everett there for a century and a half. Anyway, he and his wife Caitlin just had their uh, their baby girl. Um, congratulations, you guys! But Timmy's been sweating me forever to get um, onesies made. Um, and Ty's wife has been sweating us about it. Ty's wife, Jesse. People have been asking us about onesies forever. And people who want to put it on their dogs. Yeah, people want to put it on their dogs. I put one on my cat. So we finally got... Um, <laughs> we finally got... Uh, Your weird hairless cat had yeah. a lot of ruckus onesie on it. Yeah, follow Mala the Sphinx Cat. Uh, hashtag Mala the Sphinx Cat on uh, Instagram to see more pictures of my adorable cat. No, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, so we got onesies made. Uh, we got them made uh, sizes newborn up to 24 month. They're available on our website, uh, mfruckus.com, or you can go directly to the Big Cartel page, which is uh, mfruckus.bigcartel.com. They're, uh, they're little black onesies that say mother-sucking ruckus. 
um, which uh, which is which is an idea I came up with. Uh, Parker designed it, and uh, and Ty approved it. <laughs> it was daddy approved. Yeah, Ty was like, "That's brilliant. Put that shit on Etsy. We'll make a million dollars." We got the tentative Seattle show coming up. Oh yeah, uh, there Maybe. are there are Maybe. murmurings. There are murmurings um, that we're going to be going out to Seattle this summer. Um, we're waiting to confirm that based on. Um, whether or not uh, that's, a, that's a festival gig. Yeah, that's a festival gig. It would be at, it would be at Slims. I don't know much more that's about Slims? it than that. Yeah, oh, at Slims hey. coming up in June. Missed that part. Um, so that is in the works. It's not confirmed yet, but if we do get that show, um, then we will more than likely also uh, book an Everett show. We'll probably book a, a Portland show, something like that. So speaking of Timmy, <laughs> yeah, speaking of Timmy, we'll play Tony V's. So uh, hold tight. Pacific Northwest, we have some stuff in the works for you guys. Uh, we do have a few tickets left for our show March 17th at St. Patrick's Day 2018 at uh, Herman's Hideaway with Doyle, Doyle Von Frankenstein from uh, The Misfits. From The Misfits. You know, um, one of our friends, Mike Heck, he actually is the curator on a Facebook group that is uh, all uh, misfits based. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to. I'll have to find out exactly what it's called. But he picks on Doyle all the time. Also, uh, somebody won the tickets from last week, so maybe we should do that again this week. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we definitely should. Uh, let's see. How should we give tickets away? What's a good way to give con? Hmm. We can't like do the next caller. No. No. Well, this would be weird. Next caller. Gets a free ticket during this podcast. <laughs> Good luck. Even yeah, okay. The next caller to call us on the line at uh, you know if one of you has Wait, what our number. What time get released? It's gonna get released on uh, well, Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon, so tomorrow afternoon. Okay. Yeah. So maybe Tuesday night. I'll get first a call. caller. <laughs> first caller. And since the only people listening are people that we know, I'm pretty sure we don't have to give out our phone numbers on the air. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, we're gonna come up with some ways to give away some uh, give away some tickets. Um, keep just watching our social feeds. We'll be giving some stuff away as as uh, we get closer to the show. So uh, again, March sixteenth, um, two thousand eighteen. We're gonna be in Grand Junction at the Mesa Theater with Doyle and uh, and a couple locals. It's gonna be awesome. I will make sure I get the name of those bands by the the next time we uh, we do a podcast. And uh, then March 17th, St. Patrick's Day, Herman's Hideaway here in Denver, Colorado. And that one is with Lotus Gate, Radio Scarlet, Necropanther. I've been wanting to play with Necropanther for a while, man. That's going to be good. And, uh, and Doyle from The Misfits. That's going to be a cool one, man. Uh, oh, and another thing. Uh, we do have some discounted coupons that we're giving away. Um, those are going pretty quick. If you see any of us about town... Uh, or you want to contact us on any of the socials, Facebook, Twitter, um, YouTube, the website, mfruckus.com. Any way you want to get in touch with us, uh, we do have some of those coupons available. Or if you want to just simplify the process, uh, you can use a passphrase at the door. Um, use the passphrase, we don't party, at the door. At Herman's Hideaway, um, and you will get our new and improved passwords. Our new and improved passwords. Our, our passphrase used to be "I'm here for the gangbang," and there's one. Re <laughs> there's a couple reasons we got rid of that. Why? Because your mom was use using the the passphrase. My mom would use the passphrase without batting an eye. I know. But then Jim Gelroth was like, "Now nah, I'll just pay the extra five dollars. <laughs> I'm not saying that." <laughs> I went and had uh, I went and had dinner. With uh, Jim and Roxanne and my dad and my mom for my dad's 65th birthday. And, and so I got to hang out with Jim while he was doing his... I says to him, I says, hey, get out of here, you knucklehead. You know, like, <laughs> the mustache oh. formerly known as Jim. Yeah. He ref anyway, he refused to say the passphrase. So we've upgraded our passphrase. Use the passphrase. We, we don't, don't party, party at the door uh, for it. five bucks off. Uh, entry into the Doyle show but I would recommend that you get your tickets in advance from us because um, this one is probably going to sell out you can get tickets to this event uh, by checking our calendar at mfruckus.com that sounds good 
Okay, so uh, so we got some feedback recently from uh, from a couple listeners. Now we don't have many listeners, but we have a couple, at least two. We ha- we have these two guys in Pueblo, Colorado, and uh, they they contact us a lot. They stay really active. They email us. Byron, you can come in now. They they email us pretty much a hundred times a day. Um, they email us about a hundred times a day and and one of the things they've been telling us is that we're we're doing it all wrong um so they uh they have asked if they can do a segment for us called let's see what is it called um, (laughs) are you guys serious yeah it's it's called no knows who's a how do you how do you say this uh it said it says knows a great band I'm oh. sure they'll tell us. Okay, I'm sure they'll tell us. All right, so we're going to turn it over to, uh, from Pueblo, Colorado, please give it up for uh, Byron and Randy. All right, hey, man, what's hey. going on? This is, uh, this is Byron Kunkel. We're over here at the uh, Elks Lodge over here in uh, Pueblo, Colorado. We're just hanging out, you know, and uh, this is my man Randy. Say hi to the people, Randy. Hey, how y'all doing? Yeah, yeah, me and Randy, you know, we just, we've been listening to the guy's show for quite some time. We were just like, man, y'all, y'all, man, y'all are a great band. Y'all are a great band, man. Yeah, man Don't get me wrong, out. but your podcast is bullshit, man. You got no kind of decent content. You got nothing funny for, for anyone to listen to, mm-hmm. and, and you're really not, not challenging the listener with, uh, with, 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 with any of that that bullshit you're talking about. So, so this is a little segment me and Randy like to call, uh, man, you know it's a great band. All right, this week, man, you know it's a great band. Bad Company, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I'm telling you, Bad Company is so fucking underrated, man. Bad Company, Paul Rogers, man, do you know, do you know Paul Rogers, he quit drinking when he was like 26, man, and he was just like, he was like, man, you gotta stop partying at some point, Damn, that's why his voice sounds so damp. Now, me personally, I'd much rather uh, be a good liver than have one, if you know what I'm saying. So, <laughs> you right there, bro. I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad Paul Rogers is willing to do it, because hell, I ain't. So, Paul Rogers, he stays sober so you don't have to, man. I can't believe they had the foresight to have their biggest hit be Bad Company off the album, Bad Company, by the band Bad Company. Hey, man, that's just good marketing, man, right there. That's that's that, whoever was behind Bad Company, man, that was some Brit, that was some genius stuff. It's Put simple. It all in one basket, hit it out of the park. That's right, man. And it's only two fucking words, man. Two words on the album. Two words for the band name. Two years for the or two two words for the title track. It's fucking badass, man. You're telling me. You know what else has two words? Fuck yeah. That's what I think of Bad Company, man. And I was like trying to listen to, uh, 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 oh man, what's the Bad Company song? It's like, uh, uh, here come the jester. One, two, three. Woo! Oh man, I love that. Uh, oh, Rock and Roll Fantasy, man. I was listening to Rock and Roll Fantasy at work the other day, man. Fucking boss comes down. Fucking goddamn Tom. Tom Demchek, that motherfucker runs the goddamn, just sitting in a trailer, the trailer queen, sitting in his office all day with his air conditioning and his fucking coffee mug mm-hmm. from you know, from the goddamn Waffle House. I don't know how he won it. I, I, I think he probably bribed someone in the, in the fucking raffle. Don't know a damn thing. Don't know a goddamn thing. He's telling me I'm in here listening to my rock and roll fantasy and rocking out. And he comes in and he's like, He's like, oh, hey, 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 Byron, can you turn the radio down? I'm like, oh, fuck him. I'm like, Turn no. the shop radio down? Yeah, no, Tom. I can't turn down the radio in the shop, Tom, because the saw blades are running louder than the radio then, Tom, and I won't be able to hear Bad Company playing, Tom. Man, fuck Tom Demchick. That's what I'm saying. Man, he, can, he may own my body when I'm, when I'm on the clock. But as soon as five o'clock rolls around, I'm going home and I'm gonna jack off the pictures of his wife on Facebook. You get him. What do you think of that, Tom Demchek? What do you think of that, motherfucker? Anyway, this has been an edition of Noah's Great Band. This here's Byron Kunkel. Oh, and I'm Randy. Yeah, so uh, back to you guys. Ah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, That was Byron and Randy from uh, the Elks Lodge in Pueblo, Colorado with an episode of Man knows a great band. Yeah, uh, now we know how to say it. Yeah, yeah. So now who's a great band? We may have those guys back. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, you guys let us know. Any old hoot. Uh, let's see. Oh, 
It's commentary time. All right, commentary. It's Tuesday when this comes out, so that means commentary Tuesday. Yeah, this week we're going to be doing uh, Mama Ain't Home off of the Dirty Half Dozen. Yeah, the Dirty Half Dozen album. We're continuing that series off of our live album and uh, DVD, The Dirty Half Dozen. That was uh, an independent release that we did, um, and uh, it it is a, a really awesome record of a period of time when we were a six-piece band with... Uh, uh, Jerry with Tay and Jerry, Jerry uh, as additional guitars um, man so that that lineup was Ty Logan Tony Jerry Tay and me um, some of you guys saw us with that lineup you got to see the year amid as it was the year the amid. year amid. Oh, man the, the, the little cheerleading move we used to do yeah the cheerleading <laughs> move that we haven't brought that back with the five piece because it just looks lopsided yeah man. well I mean our knees are a little weaker than they used to be. oh yeah yeah anyway if if you've ever seen the scorpions do any of I their stages a lot better though it probably is. I, yeah. I've become a lot more bottom heavy in the last couple of years. I'm starting to fill out a yeah. little bit, get my dad bod. You and your beet juice, man. You got all the balance in the world now. <laughs> my beet yeah. juice. Well, I don't know what you guys drink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you people drink. Uh, so, yeah. So, we're going to talk about uh, the song Mama Ain't Home, which is uh, a composition by Tay and myself. Yep. Uh, we wrote this song in uh in the back of tay's van across the street from three kings one night we um tay and i were kind of tossing around this idea you know it's funny that we this is the first episode we had byron and randy on because what we were talking about is just like man we're just guys getting into all sorts of stuff you know what i mean just like man the the mama ain't home tonight and that means daddy's gonna do whatever he wants And, and so we like went out of our way to write this like corny cheesy like poop your pants poop, rock and roll poop song. your pants rock that's and roll ex- that's exactly what you told us when you guys came to band practice so <laughs> we got a poop your pants dad rock dad rock and roll song poop your pants rock and, and tay played it and you were singing along to it and he and we, like we're all like oh what the fuck? And you guys just gave us this, like, isn't it great? (laughs) (laughs) Check it out. Really? Like, you guys, we, oh, man, we thought it was so good. It was was very funny, for sure, but, like, (sighs) your guys' enthusiasm was just way over the top when you guys came out with it to us. You know what really did, what disappointed me about this song is it was such a cool, fun song, but the, the, the audience didn't get the joke. I think they thought that we were we were serious, and I mean to a degree we were, you know. But about pl- yeah, we we're very serious about playing "Poop Your Pants" dead rock and roll. Yeah, music. we we went out of our way to write a song that <laughs> Byron and Randy could listen to on the shop radio. There man. you go. Well, we well, let's listen to it. All right, let's let's listen to it. Playing slide on that. It's like this lady's going out, and she's like, "Are you gonna be okay?" <laughs> That's Tay on the second vocal. We did the call the back and forth thing. It's so Sitting home watching TV, I'm out looking for some debauchery. Oh man, can we please bring this song back. Kick it back for a cold one and oh, smoke totally. one because your old lady's not home. Dude, this is like, like if we had ever made a music video for this, like it's just oh, awesome. It's some dude in like a like a faded denim jacket, hopping like, in his Datsun and driving <laughs> over to like his buddy's house and. Like bald with the long hair, blend yeah. in the sunglasses and shit. Just like Wayne's World 20 years later. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, we got the gas grill going in the back. And the gas fire pit. Yeah, man, my brother-in-law, he lays gas line, man. I got, I got my whole house set up. It's pretty cool.
Vertigo. out for that one what I, I, or your ears out rather i think we're gonna bring back mama ain't home i think it's a good just, idea just because you want to so bad huh it, it seems like it'd be a lot of fun i think it'd be a lot of fun all right it is time once again for uh an edition of one for the homies and, uh, Probably my favorite spot on this whole stupid show. I like it too, man. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun to give props to uh, to to our friends all over the world. You know, there's there's one of the things that I really love about being an independent musician, about being like a road dog independent musician, is you end up forming friendships with people that you might not normally have the opportunity to form friendships with. Oh, definitely. And a big reason for that is is we need each other. You know what I mean? Like, I have certainly made friends with people in the music business who I might have written off, you know, when I first met them. Or they wrote you off. Or they might have written me off, you know. And something about needing each other forces us to get past those initial, uh, the initial facade that people put out. And you really are put in this position where you have to get along with people. You have to get to know them. I think it's more just, you know paths cross yeah and when your path crosses and you guys have some same interests it's you know you bound to spark and well and and that's what i'm saying is you're able you're able to buy you never would have met that guy or girl without playing that show or doing but there's there's a hundred people a day that you that you meet that just fate has you meet what i'm saying is you get to this like deeper level because of the fact that like you need each other for survival. It's like like you see a movie where people are trapped on an island together or like that movie Cube or something like that. Mm-hmm. And all these strangers find themselves in a situation where they have to stick together to survive. You know, it's almost that sort of relationship develops out of traveling and, and playing music and meeting people. So who's your one for the homies pick? So my, my pick this week is uh, a band that I, I love quite a bit that is unfortunately no longer together, but um, some of the members do have some projects in the works. Um, I've, I have heard that, uh, that these guys have got something coming together. Uh, since we just announced a, a possibility of Seattle show, it got me thinking about this band Spittin' Cobras. Oh, the Spittin', the Spittin Cobras. Love the Spittin' Cobras, man. Um, that's yeah, kick ass rock and roll right there, man. Really kick ass rock and roll band, and a lot of fun. And uh, and man, Seattle's got a really cool music scene up there. Super cool music scene. A and lot of good good bands from up there. A surprising amount of like really good, just ripping rock and roll bands. Yeah, you know what I mean. I was I was really I guess I always used to have this image in my head of the Pacific Northwest as being this kind of like like super art rocky type of like I don't know I mean, and it I, is there I, I guess it's there but I I don't know the, the, I, I don't think so I the, don't see it that much the weirdo arty music is still up there but we managed we have managed to 
uh, find some of the like really good punk rock that knows how to play a good guitar. Yeah, yeah, really good shit. So um, yeah, not necessarily these guys. I mean, but I mean, just the, in general, that kind of music, you know. So this is the Spitting Cobras, just some good old no bullshit rock and roll stuff. Uh, yeah, so enjoy it. Love you guys. God. Well, I wanted to take a minute to say thank you to the people who back us on Patreon. Uh, you guys are awesome. The only way we're able to do the cool shit that we're able to do is uh, through the support of, you know, first of all, people who come to shows and people who buy merch and all that stuff. But a uh, huge part of it is the people who uh, subscribe to our Patreon feed. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Patreon is a service where people can make a small recurrent contribution to uh, creators that they really like, whether it be a podcast creator or a YouTube content creator or, or a visual artist or, in our case, a band. Um, our Patreon subscribers make a small recurrent contribution, and uh, that makes it so we are able to put out uh, issues of our serialized graphic novel and concept album, The Front Lines of Good Times, and in return we uh, we hook them up with a whole bunch of cool shit. Discounts on merch, VIP tickets to shows, uh, we, we give them 
exclusive, advanced stuff. Uh, they get to a ton of stuff. Oh, they get to, they get to hear stuff. the music and see the videos at least two months before anyone but else gets to see them. You got to go to Patreon.com. Yeah, uh, if you want to become a part of that, you got to go to Patreon.com/slash/MFRuckus. Uh, and become a patron at any level to, to get in on the good shit. So once again, thanks guys. We, uh, we appreciate your support. Well, that's going to do it. Thanks uh, very much for listening to uh, another episode of the podcast. A special thanks to Byron and Randy. Yeah. Thanks to Byron and Randy for stopping by. Uh, a uh, uh, special thanks to our, our sponsor, Matula Plumbing yeah. uh, in Chicago, Matula. Illinois. Matula for all your plumbing needs. Uh, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, Twitter, Twitter YouTube, YouTube, YouTube the website, mfrackets.com. And, uh, and, you know, if you're feeling it, stop on by patreon.com slash mfruckus and uh, become a patron. Um, it, we appreciate you guys listening. Yeah, uh, thank you guys so much. Yeah, if if this is something that you think might be entertaining to someone, or someone you know that is uh, is a fan of the band, or just a fan of bands in general, yeah. uh, or write us and tell us what you want to hear. Yeah, write us and tell us what you want to hear. Uh, but uh, recommend us to a friend. That would be awesome. And also, we are told that reviews and ratings are very important. So if you could. Rate us on iTunes. The biggest. Review us on iTunes. That would be friggin' awesome. Uh, yeah. But yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, we'll be back next week with another... It's time to go to band practice. It's time to go to band practice. All right, bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks, fellas. Bye.